Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Switch Leader Podcast. I am Josh Baldwin, and I'm hanging out with two of my friends, James Meehan and Allison McCraw. I actually, just before I hit record, said, you guys are stupid. And so I feel like maybe I set the wrong tone. It, it, now, listen, they're laughing because they know that they deserved to be told that. But, 100%. 100%. But I, yeah. No one's disagreeing. But, yeah. So I, I do love them, though, and I think that that's important to know. So, James, I am going to, even against what I want to do, I am wow. going to hand it over to you. Wow. What a gift. That is yeah. a practice of maybe self-control. So Go with that being it. said, as a, as a church, hopefully you know this. If you haven't heard it yet, this will be the first time. But one of our aligning values is that we honor Christ and his church with integrity. Because when you live with integrity, nothing else matters. And when you don't live with integrity, nothing else matters. Now, what I want to do is repeat the back half of what I just shared. When you live with integrity, nothing else matters. And when you don't live with integrity, nothing else matters. Now, some of you may be hearing that for the first time ever. Welcome. This is a part of the DNA of who we are as a church, as a community of believers called by God to spread the gospel to every corner of the world. If you've been a part of Life Church for any amount of time, though, you've probably heard that at least once or twice, or maybe even dozens of times. But one of the things that we really want to dial in on today is how much this really matters. Because I think it's one thing to say it, to hear it, to read it, but it's another thing to truly live it with the level of intensity that I think we are called to as followers of Jesus and that we strive to as a community of believers here at Life Church and within Switch. And that's why I'm really grateful that Allison said yes to being on this call to talk about it with us. Because when we were having conversations about what youth pastor is the person to share about integrity, I put one name on the list. That name was Allison McCraw. Now, I'm not saying there aren't other youth pastors true. Who, who can talk about this really well because they live it and they embody it. That's, that's very true. There's tons of them who do. But no, what person. he's saying is that she is the only one. And okay, so stop, any of you stop. other 40 youth pastors that are listening, the reason your name wasn't on the list is because he believes you lack it. Okay, go no, ahead, James. That's, you know what? I can't wait until we get to hear Allison talk more about integrity because, Josh, you were clearly the wrong person to be on this call. But, <laughs> no, but, no doubt. Allison, please save what is now becoming a train wreck of a conversation. Why is this something so important to you? Oh, that's a great question. I also want to be on the record to say that I know that so many of our youth pastors, all of them have a great amount of integrity and I respect them a lot. That being said, so integrity. <laughs> okay, um, I, I, it is something I, I wholeheartedly value and embrace and strive for every day because I think growing up, it was just, it's something that I, I caught on to young. I grew up in a home where Christian parents grew up going to church, knowing Jesus, serving Jesus. But uh, growing, I'm saying this kindly, um, growing up, I had one parent who would say and show one thing to the rest of the world and that at home things were different. And then I had another parent who would say and show one thing to the rest of the world and then walk it out behind closed doors. And 
from a student age, from a young age, just getting to see the difference in putting out the same thing to the world, but actually being able to back it up and how you lived and followed the Lord, it, it really marked me from a young age of just like deciding it within myself of just like, all right, if these are my two choices of who and what I was going to follow, what do I want my life to be like? I'm just like, I want to, I want the real thing. Like, I don't want to just show people something and be something else. I want to be who everyone thinks that I am, who I'm showing people that I am and, and walking in integrity and being in the light and not perfect because nobody's perfect. But if I'm going to strive for one thing, this is where I'm going to put my effort in. And so that's for me, that's why I value integrity is because it changed me and me being able to respect and follow and listen to one example over the other because I saw the difference. Yeah. One of the things that I think is so powerful about that personal example is I think when we actually look at the life of Jesus, we we see a very similar thing in the sense that when people live with integrity, it's actually what gives birth to their authority. Where if if you are somebody who doesn't just say the right things, but actually backs them up in how you live, I'm way more willing to listen to what you have to say. And what's really cool is in Matthew's gospel in chapter seven, verses 28 and 29, after Jesus had finished saying these things, which is the Sermon on the Mount, we read that the crowds, all of the people were amazed at his teaching. Why? Because he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. Now, he taught with real authority. What does that mean to teach with authority? I recently did a deep dive into the Greek word because I am a nerd that is translated into authority. It is a word that comes from two words coming together, ek, which means out of, and then usia, which means your substance, your essence, your very being. So together it's ek usia, which is out of your being, out of your essence. And so when Matthew describes Jesus as someone who taught with real authority, he's saying, this is someone who taught from the center of who they are, that there is no disconnect between what Jesus was saying in this sermon and the core of who he was as a person who was truly God and truly man. And then Matthew follows it up with, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. (laughs) And I just love the little bit of shade that is being thrown here, that if we continue on in Matthew's gospel, we later read what the difference was between Jesus and the religious leaders. Because in Matthew 23, Jesus talks about the religious law or the teachers of religious law. He talks about the Pharisees and he talks about, hey, you should practice and obey whatever they tell you, but do not follow their example. Why? Because they do not practice what they teach. So we've got Jesus who taught with authority. Why? Because what he taught was consistent with who he was. And then you've got the religious leaders who taught one thing, but lived something else entirely. Jesus's authority was born from his integrity. And the lack of authority of the religious leaders came from the lack of integrity. And so the question for us as followers of Jesus, and especially as leaders in the church, are we living with integrity? Are the words you say, are the things you do consistent with what you believe to be true? What you just read made me really, really think about something from a different point of view. I I think I'm the person that people see. Like I, I do, I live, I live my life the way that I believe and the way that people would know to be true about my beliefs. But I'm not sure that 
I could say the same thing when I'm going through a really challenging season. Is the person that you see really the person I am behind scenes? So in other words, when you see me at Switch or see me in the lobby on the weekend and you go, man, he just seems like he's just doing really great. But I'm, but maybe I'm not doing really great. And so is that, is that a question of integrity? And I, I'm kind of, hmm. just as you asked that question, that's what I'm processing right now is that I don't, I don't fully think that I know the answer to that. Like, I think that that might be something that, that I think other people could possibly be asking as well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think that's a really, really good question because what I like about it is a number of things. Number one, it's, it's really real and honest. And then number two, what it does is it helps us to see integrity as not just something that's about the obvious things, but it's about literally everything. And yeah, yeah. that's one of the things that we really want to talk about today and wrap our minds around and get deep into us is that living with integrity does not mean simply not committing a certain list of sins that are really, really destructive, right? And oftentimes in our modern world, those sins are things that are sexual or financial in nature. And while those are true, and if you are acting in ways that are unbiblical or not honoring to God in those ways, that is lacking integrity. Let me be very clear. But also when I, as a Christian leader, use my words really, really thoughtfully and carefully to get you to believe what I want you to believe. Because if you saw the real me, you might think less of me. That's mm -hmm. lacking integrity. And as yep. somebody who literally my job is to use words to persuade people to think things about Jesus that they may not yet already think, it is incredibly tempting to fall into the trap of highlighting certain details and maybe overlooking other details to craft an image in your mind of the kind of person I am. And so like, mm. this is something that I've got to be really, really careful about in some of those really small things. Now, if you rewind like eight, nine years ago, when I first became a Christian, it was mostly the really obvious things like being addicted to porn, sending nudes on Snapchat, being a jerk to just about everybody I met. But the longer I've been following Jesus, thankfully, <laughs> the more transformation there's been in me, but there are still aspects of me that need to be rooted out. There are still parts mm -hmm. of me that I want to hide from others, that I want to hide from myself, and I want to hide from God. And so I say all that to say, when it comes back to your specific example, Josh, I think that there might be times where you trying to present yourself as I'm doing great and everything's good could be lacking integrity. Yeah. But I also don't think it means that you need to tell everybody you meet all the time how right. difficult your life is. You know, I think right. about my wife, Mandy, and the health journey she's been going on, where for the last six years, she's been struggling from chronic illness. She has made immense progress in this journey, but there were times early on where things were not good and they were ridiculously hard and the physical symptoms were creating more mental and emotional symptoms. So on top of the fatigue and the pain she was dealing with, anxiety attacks and depression, and people would often ask me how she's doing and how I'm doing. And I was really committed to always telling people the truth, but I didn't tell everybody the whole story because that's not the relationship I had with everybody. So I was, I was right. thoughtful in what I shared with who. And there were absolutely people in my life that knew everything because 
there has to be somebody who knows everything. If there's mm-hmm. not, that 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 needs to change. But but not everybody needs to know everything. Because when I'm just right. in the lobby at church on the weekend and somebody's asking how are how are you doing? How's your wife? Like I would tell them the truth, but we wouldn't go into an hour-long conversation because that's not actually what they were looking for. And that wouldn't have been appropriate in that moment. And so when we talk yep. about integrity, I think one of the ways that's helpful to think about it is this idea that integrity is when what's on the outside is consistent. It's the same with what's on the inside. So is what you do consistent with what you say? And is what you say consistent with what you believe? And if all of those things are in alignment with what you believe, what you say, and what you do, if that's all the same, then that's integrity. And 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 like if you're not a Christian, you actually could have integrity in living in a way that is completely immoral because you believe immorality, you say immorality, and you do immorality. Now, once you're a Christian, we live by a different standard. It's not our standard, but it's God's standard. And so for us, the standard does change. And what we believe, what we say, and what we do now has to live in alignment with what God says is good and true. Yeah, because I think think in that, when you're talking about is like once we... Once we become gods, once we say yes to him and following him, like we are now marked by him and he is called and created us. And so when we're talking about like living in a way to who we really are, it's not like who we feel that we are or who we think that we are. It's actually calling to alignment of just like who we actually are as children of God, as bearers of his name and his image, as people who have been called to bring restoration, to partner with God. It's not just like me being an integrity to like who I feel that I am as a follower of Christ. It's being an integrity to know this is who I actually am. Even if these things, my behavior doesn't always align to that. It's just like, all right, I need to bring this back into alignment because this is actually who I am. And this is what I've been called to believe. And this is who I believe that I am and living in that way. I think integrity is also one of the things that in our lives, we there's a lot of things where we could say, where's the line? And I think integrity is one that you just go set the bar as high as you possibly can. And that's the bar. Because like we said, you either have it or you don't. And so people could say, well, this isn't a big deal or that isn't a big deal. So I could pose a question like, is it okay for me to buy something that I want to wear for a party one night with the intention of returning it to get my money back. And does that, that seems like that's like, well, that's just a silly, that's just a silly example, right? Like that's a silly example because most people would be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But my question to you would be, does it yeah. seem a little bit dishonest? Because even in small things like that, it's important that you go, no, integrity to me is worth more Come than on. saving 20 bucks. Like that's how good, much yeah. is your integrity worth? And, and I think that, I think that's the line that I see a, like a lot of people go, well, no, this isn't a big deal. It's easy to talk yourself out of things, but if we're not careful, the line gets further and further away, just like, just like sin in your life where you mm-hmm. go, well, no, the line's here. Okay, wait, now it's here. And then the line keeps moving. And with integrity, you can do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. James and I were actually just talking about this before we started recording is a lot of people, they won't be like, oh, I would never do this. Like, I would never do that. Like, my integrity is not worth that. But they'll fudge on the small things. They'll they'll lie 
that they're late for work that they, Hey, I'm on my way. But it's like, you haven't even left your house yet. Like, which is like, what is your, what is your integrity worth? They're just like, Oh no, like it's not worth a million dollars, but it's worth $3. Right. Because, because we sell our integrity every time that we do what we know we've not, that is out of alignment of who we are and what we believe. Yeah. The big things and the small things. One of the, one of the places where I lacked integrity early on as a youth pastor was when it came to the number of students who would show up at Switch on a Wednesday night at my location. Because, you know, we, we, we measure these things, we track them to see, like, are we reaching more students? Are we retaining the students that are there? And the way we would do it is we would have two different leaders count the number of students and we would get the numbers from both leaders. And early on, I would always take the highest number <laughs> because it felt better. And it looked better. You know, if, if one leader counted 200, another leader counted 223. It's like, well, let's just go with 223 because that you were probably right. It was probably the larger number. And I had no good reasons to believe it was actually the higher number other than that little voice inside of my head that was saying, yeah, yeah no, it'll be fine. It looks really good. Like you want to celebrate that. And I would justify it and I would rationalize it and I would explain it to myself in a way that sounded really good. And then I became really convicted because it's like, well, if I'm, if I'm not going to be honest and truthful and live with integrity here, then, then when a big thing shows up, how do I know I'm going to live with integrity there? Mm. And like, that was super convicting to me because it was, oh shoot, like I'm actually doing this right here. I am, I am modeling what I hope our students won't do. And, and I'm, I'm working at a church that says when you live with integrity, nothing else matters. Well, frick, I, I better get this right. And then what's interesting is not only is that something that we believe as a church, but actually when we talk about what is the standard for us as followers of Jesus, you've got John in one of the letters he wrote, First John, where he says these words, and I'm going to read these to you, and they are going to sound extreme. And I, I don't think that's an accident. So here's what John says. First John chapter two, verses three through six. He says, we know that we have come to know him, Jesus, if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but doesn't do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. Now here's how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. This is the standard for us as followers of Jesus. Whoever claims, whoever says that they live in him must live as Jesus did. What's on the inside has to be consistent with what's on the outside. What we believe, what we say, and how we live must be in alignment for us as followers of Jesus and especially for us as leaders in the church. And so when we find out that that's not happening, what do we do? Yeah, I think I think that's so good because you have to think of just like if you're trying to like be in a place where just like oh, like I'm I I'm never going to be out of alignment. Like I'm never going to have an area where there's a lack of integrity of just like if you're if you're sitting here going I have no area of my life where there's no integrity issues just like you're 
you are delusional. Like <laughs> we're we're human, right? There's there's always something. And and we may be hitting really strong, but we start to drift in different areas of our life right. and different seasons and different things going on. And so just know like if you find yourself out of alignment because we all do, it's do the thing with integrity and that is to confess when you realize, hey, this is an area of my life where I'm out of alignment, whether it's personally, whether it's professionally, whether it's in spiritually or just who you are, if something is out of alignment with who God has called and created you to be, we have to confess it. We have to find someone, a trusted person, whether it's someone in our life group, a mentor, a pastor, a coach, just someone to say, hey, I need to let you know about this because I realized that I am not leading in, in integrity in this area of my life. Whether it's a big thing, a sexual sin, finances, something you're telling people you're doing that you're not doing, or those little things, at fudging things at work, fudging numbers, things that probably may cost you, you might get you in trouble. But as followers of Christ, we're called to own up. When we realize we're out of alignment, we're called to confess because that's where we find healing. And then we repent. When you realize, hey, I, I am out of alignment, I confessed, and now I'm going to do different. I'm going to put myself back into alignment. I'm going to put the numbers I'm supposed to put. I'm going to honor God in this way. I'm going to put the guardrails in my life. I'm going to turn back to who I know God has called me to be and to walk with integrity. And I promise you, if you do those things, like it's, they're painful because nobody wants to be found out. Like <laughs> right. nobody wants to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? If just like, especially if you're in a role where again, as a leader, like it's, it feels embarrassing of just like, oh, people think so highly of me. It's just like, they will think more highly of you if you confess and own that you're not perfect. Yeah. And that God is still doing a work in you. And you want to see students and leaders and other people in your life come to respect you even more is that when you put these things into practice, I, I promise that you, that you will find more grace and love and influence than what you have faking what you have right now. Because yeah. I think a lot of times we, we put more effort into faking that we're this person than to actually being it. Yeah. And God has called you to be it. If you don't know, ask, God, search me, show me. It's, I think it can be healthy to think of integrity as a progression of, of yes. something that you're trying to grow in in your life similar to your walk with christ you you have never arrived so with integrity sometimes we may go oh i have integrity and no like you have a you have an amount of integrity you have a certain degree of integrity but in all likelihood you probably also lack integrity in some areas of your life and if you think you lack integrity in no area then you probably struggle with pride which means that you lack. There, there's your area. So <laughs> I I think that I think it has to be viewed as something that is a pro progression in your life. Yep. So you're going. I want to get better and better. The bar I set will get higher and higher. Yep. So the fastest way to grow in your integrity is actually to be honest about what's on the inside, because confession happens a lot faster than repentance. Hmm. And if integrity is what is true of us when what's on the outside is consistent with what's on the inside, I would say start by being honest about what's on the inside. Now, don't don't stop there because we've got to also do the work of changing what's on the outside. But the fastest way you close the gap is choosing to be honest. And 
what I think is really cool is that when you do choose to do that, here's what you're going to discover. That God's grace and mercy is more real than the shame or the doubts that you may feel. And when you find yourself in a community of believers that are committed to growing with you in Christ, to bringing the best out of you and wanting the best for you, you will get to feel it firsthand, just how powerful it is to be honest, to be real, to be vulnerable with other people. And so if you don't have that, man, we're going to pray for you to find that because this is a really, really necessary ingredient in our discipleship because our authority as leaders is born out of our integrity. And so Josh, if you don't mind, would you just pray for everybody that's listening here to have the courage, the wisdom, and the humility to confess, to be honest about what's on the inside, and then to begin the process of repentance, the process of changing what's on the outside. Absolutely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you so much, and we thank you for every person that's listening right now and is truly pursuing to improve their relationship with you and improve their ability to reach more people. And so I ask that as it pertains to integrity, that you would reveal to us the areas of our life that we're lacking it because we are all lacking it somewhere. And I just pray that you would you would humble us and help us to be able to see that and then allow us to start to make the decisions to confess that to those around us, to put accountability in place in our lives, to make sure that you are a part, not just like of our walk in our life, but a part of every answer to every problem. And Father, we, we know that there are things we don't fully understand. We know that there are some areas that we maybe lack integrity that we literally do not see. And I just pray that as we walk away from this, there would be things our eyes would be open to and that you would allow us to take some significant maturing steps in our relationship with you as a result. We love you, Father, so much. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die and and save us. We love you with all of our hearts in your name. Amen. 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 All right, friends, thanks so much for joining us right here on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.